And uh, I'm ready for some word tonight. Listen. Woo. Our worship team has, has led us into the presence of the Lord tonight through worship and praise. God is ready to do something in our lives. Amen. He's ready to do something. Brother Mac, Janice, good to see you guys tonight. God bless you. Give Brother Leon a good hand tonight of appreciation as he comes to minister. Hallelujah to God. Amen. Every now and then you just got to have them praise breaks. Hallelujah. Let everything that hath breath praise him. Praise him in a dance. It's all right. Hallelujah to God. It's wonderful. Amen, amen, amen. Sister Robbie's going to come and say a few words tonight. Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. Hallelujah. I like what I feel tonight, don't you? Hallelujah. What a wonderful day in the Lord. And I just love that wonderful music. Every song was great, but that, that praise break at the end, that was my favorite. <laughs> you know, a lot of churches that we travel to, they do a lot of worship music, but not any praise music. So I love it when I feel those wonderful dancing in the aisle kind of songs, don't you? <laughs> well, I wanted to share a little testimony. I just got back from Korea a couple of weeks ago, and while I was there, I was asked to share a, a testimony that happened to me when I was a little girl, and maybe it'll bless somebody. I know it will, not maybe. It will bless somebody here tonight. When I was 12 years old, my dad um, let me out at the end of uh, the street and gave me a $20 bill and told me, he said, give this to your mom and tell her that's all I have and that I'm not coming home. So he, I got out and that was, we didn't see him for a long, long time. He left my mom. So it was just mom and myself. I had an older brother, but you know, teenagers, they're never home. They were from one friend to the next. So basically it was me and my, my mom. I was 12 years old, and she worked two jobs, and I got a job at 12 years old. Went to school, and after school's out, I went to, to uh, the root beer stand and made root beer. And uh, we did what we had to do to survive. We lived in an old shack. By anybody's standards, it would be called kind of a shack. Uh, it was so cold in the wintertime that the water, when we finally did make enough count the tips to turn the water on, the water would freeze in the commode because we didn't really have a lot of heat. But my mama was so smart. She had got some big old cardboard boxes, refrigerator boxes, and we lined that old house where you could see the cracks through the floor. We lined it with pasteboard box, the ceiling and all. So I basically lived in a pasteboard box, but Mama found a bathroom heater and begged, and begged from somebody, and my Mama had that little room warm, and we made it. Amen. Well, spring came, and we were able to move into the rest of that old house, and, but we didn't have a refrigerator. And my mom had a, little, uh, had a sister that was a couple of years older than her, and my, my Aunt Posey had the mind of a little child. But the heart of God, she loved the Lord. She pulled a little red wagon all around Athens, Texas with her dog everywhere. And everybody in that little town loved Aunt Posey. Everywhere she went, everybody said, hello, Posey. 
Well, one day Aunt Posey was pulling her little wagon and she went by the hardware store and outside on the curb was this beautiful refrigerator, brand new. So she asked the young man that was putting it out on the curb, she said, hey, what's the, what, I want this refrigerator and, and my sister needs a refrigerator. And he said, oh, Miss Posey, this refrigerator looks pretty, but it doesn't work. And she said, well, if you take that refrigerator to my sister's house, she'll pray on it, and it'll work. He just said, like, oh, Miss Posey, no, we can't. So she talked him into it. I came home uh, from work, and I walked in, and there was the man putting the refrigerator in the kitchen, and I he told me about it and he said you know she wouldn't take no for an answer and if we have to later let me know and I'll come back and get it and I said okay and here I was a little kid you know well when my mom got home a little bit later Aunt Posey told her and so what did we do we got the anointing oil well, and so my mama said, okay, Posey, you know. Well, we all, I remember 12 years old, laying hands on that beautiful refrigerator. And we all prayed, and we prayed, and we prayed, and nothing happened. But we went on to bed, and we told Aunt Posey, it'll be all right. So we went to bed, and about 3 o'clock in the morning, I'll never forget as long as I live, I heard kaboom, bang, 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 kaboom, kaboom. Me and Mama ran in there with our pajamas on, and there that refrigerator was shaking. It looked like the Holy Ghost had a hold of it. And it was bouncing and moving, and we were like, okay. And then all of a sudden, boom. And that old, what do you call it, compressor, kicked in. It kicked in. And Mama looked at me. I looked at Mama. And we had a praise break right there in that kitchen. <laughs> so you know what? We... That, that refrigerator, we got that old house fixed up so good. It looked so nice, me and Mama. We ended up, and then a little old blonde-headed guy years later moved in there with us. was my husband at the time. That was our first refrigerator. And that refrigerator lasted 20 years. 20 years that refrigerator ran just fine and lasted so, I, you know what? You come too late to tell me God can't hear prayer. You come too late to tell me God is not a supernatural God. And God loves his people. And he will come to our rescue when we need him. God will be there for you. What are you searching for tonight? What do you need God for, to do for you tonight? He's the same, like I said last night, the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I'll tell you, my Aunt Posey's in heaven now. But she'd tell you, you got to believe. Amen. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a praise. Hallelujah to God. He does some great, I had blonde hair and lots of it. (laughs) Hallelujah. I looked like Porter Wagner when I was young. Glory to God. Big pompadour out there like that. Oh, hallelujah to God. Married Dolly Parton. With black hair. Hallelujah. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah to God. He's an awesome God tonight. Amen. 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 Book of Hebrews, chapter 1. I'm going to read a couple of verses of Scripture. Amen. 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 God is so good. Glory. 
We can't praise him enough. Psalmist said, I'll just bless the Lord. Oh, my soul and all that's within me. Hallelujah. I will bless his holy name. Glory to God. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 6. And again, and he brings the first begotten into the world. He said, let all the angels of God worship him. And of the angels, he said, he makes his angels spirits and his ministers a flame of fire. I want to speak to you tonight on he makes, he makes his ministers a flame of fire. Hallelujah. Nothing worse than a dead church except a dead preacher in a dead church. <laughs> Glory to God. The, the Hebrew writer, uh, you know, when Jesus preached, he quoted a lot from Old Testament scripture. And the Hebrew writer went way back to the psalmist, chapter 104, I think it is, and reiterated the words of God way back then. He makes his angels ministering spirits and his ministers a flame of fire. Hallelujah. That let me know that what he once did, he still does. Hallelujah. And his ministers... That word minister in our society, it's mainly, you know, about people that uh, uh, minister or preach in churches or uh, behind podiums, and they're called ministers. But actually, that word means to serve. Jesus said, I didn't come to be ministered to, but I come to minister. Amen. So minister, that means all of us. And he makes his ministers a flame of fire. Hallelujah to God. Uh, uh, I, I don't want to take a long time tonight, but just to let you know that, uh, you, you know, when John the Baptist came preaching, hadn't hadn't been much happening in, in the church world or um, among the Israelites in about 400 years. Been a long time with not hearing a word and, and, and a movement of God taking place. And when John came preaching, he, he was declaring, there, there's one coming after me that's mightier than I, and he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Hallelujah to God. They, they, he was talking to a people that knew the word, they knew the law, and they knew the prophets and the Isaiah and all that. But that when he said Holy Ghost, they never heard a Holy Ghost. But when he said with fire, they could have a little comprehension of that. Because the God that once was, he was a God of fire way back years ago, and he's still alive today. Amen. That we sang it just a while ago, he's alive. Hallelujah. And so way back, way back, you know, Moses, Moses was in retirement on Social Security, just taking life easy and working for his father-in-law, and he's, you know, Life was grand. You know, he's 80 years old and he's just taking life wonderful. But he encountered God in a burning bush on the backside of the desert. Amen. Not a forest on fire, but a bush on fire. I'll make that more plain in a minute. Amen. He, he encountered God in a burning bush and the angel of the Lord spoke to him and, and he tried to talk himself out of it. But when, when God touches you with, with the fire of heaven, it's going to transform your life. 
Amen. You can't talk your way out of it. You can't explain it to other people why you do the things you do. And he said, when I go there and I tell them, he said, what, what am I going to tell them? And he said, you just tell them I am and sent you. I am will be whatever I am want to be. Hallelujah. And Moses encountered God in that burning bush and that burning bush fire got in his spirit. And he might have told God, I, I don't talk plain and I got a speech impediment. I stutter a little bit. But when he walked in Pharaoh's palace, he didn't stutter. He didn't back up. He stood there, amen, with his feet planted, his head held up high and said, the Lord God Jehovah has sent me to tell you, let God's people go that we might go and worship the living God. You know why? Because the fire was burning in his soul. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Then that, then that fire, uh, God demonstrated himself when they, when they got in the wilderness and God sent a pillar of fire over the camp of Israel every night. God showed up every night of their life in a pillar of fire. Every night, a pillar of fire came in a cloud by day What's amazing about that, the scripture said, when the cloud moved, they moved. Hallelujah to God. Then, then, then I was thinking, about 3 o'clock this morning, all this started, I woke up and this started rolling in my spirit. Amen. He'll make his ministers a flame of fire. There, there was a young man named Elijah. Amen. God just moved on him. Hallelujah to God. He, he, he was a special guy. Because if we had preachers today like Elijah, see, Elijah, he, he had so much favor and fire of God in his life. If he didn't like somebody, he just killed them. Fifty of them at one time. Amen. And, and some folks would be plumb dangerous today. They'd just be killing everybody. Huh? Amen. So God is a wise God and he knows how to impart a certain amount to, oh, hallelujah. And so Elijah, but Elijah lived in an era when sin and idolatry was running rampant. And, and Elijah, he said, I want to meet Ahab on Mount Carmel and we're going to build an altar and they're going to build an altar and all the false preachers and all the prophets of the groves and the prophets of Baals and they all built an altar. He built an altar. They built an altar. And he, and he, and he sent these words, let the God that answers by fire let him be God today. Let the God that answers by fire. Let, I like Paul the Apostle's kind of rendition of this. Uh, I come to preach the gospel and not with enticing words of man's wisdom or intellect that the cross of Christ uh, be not put down, but I, I, I come to bring the gospel in power and a demonstration of the Spirit. A demon, oh, hallelujah to God. A demonstration. I went to a conference not long ago and it liked to bore me to death. Amen. These modern preachers in this modern age, and I, I was going to get something, I was wanting something, I was needing something, and the first night it nearly killed me for two hours. But I don't want to, I don't put down ministries and stuff, but it just, it just wasn't my brand, my preacher friend said. But the next night it just got worse. The next, the next night, he, he pulled up a bar stool and had a little table there and sat there on the bar stool and turned around for an hour and a half. Uh, and I was about to blow up. I just wanted to go somewhere and get me a hamburger. 
Hallelujah. Because I, I, when, when I come to the house of God, see the house of God, it ain't like anywhere else. It, it, it ain't like down at Colton's. It ain't at the bowling alley. When I come in the house of God, he said, enter your courts with a praise and a thanksgiving. And when you worship him, he reciprocates that worship with his presence. And when he shows up, ain't no telling what's going to happen in the house of God when God shows up. Hallelujah to God. So Elijah said, let the God that answers by fire, let him be God. They called on their God, nothing happened. Elijah started making fun of them. Said maybe he's asleep. Maybe he's on vacation. (laughs) I don't know where your God's at. But about three o'clock that afternoon, he done had all he could handle. He said, kill my ox, put him, hallelujah, put him on that altar and fill that ditch with some water. Put 12 barrels of water on it. It ain't rained in three and a half years. And he said, we're going to soak it down so y'all don't think something really spooky happened here. That's what's wrong with a lot of folks. They're looking for spooky stuff to happen. Hallelujah to God. I want to wet it down real good and make it a complicated thing for God. And then he said, God, if I'm your man and your God Almighty, show up and show these people there is no God like our God. Let the God that answers by fire, let him be God. Bam, a lightning bolt hit the altar, licked up the rocks, licked up the water, licked up the dust, licked up the, say what, nothing left. Hallelujah. A fiery God. Hallelujah. Fiery God. Then then I was reading Isaiah chapter 6, a familiar scripture to you. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord also. I saw the Lord also high and lifted up. And his train filled the house. Hallelujah to God. And he saw these seraphims, these angels with six wings. And, and, and he heard them saying, holy and holy. And he fell down and he said, one guy told me, he said, when I get to heaven, I'm going to tell God. I said, you ain't going to tell God nothing. Hallelujah. When Isaiah saw him, he fell down. John walked with Jesus for three and a half years and had a personal relationship with him. But when he seen him on the Isle of Patmos, he fell like a dead man in his very presence. Hallelujah. Isaiah fell, said, woe is me, for I'm a man undone and unclean lips, and I, I live a bunch of unclean people. And hallelujah. then he said, I, wait a minute, I looked, and one of them angels came and had a live coal in his hand, a live coal. Oh, hallelujah to God. A live coal. You, you know when you barbecue and that thing starts glowing like that, you know it's time to put the meat on it. Hallelujah. A live coal. And he took that live coal and he touched my lips and he said thou art purged from thine iniquities and thou art cleansed he said who will go for me and Isaiah stood up and said here I am Lord you see when the fire of God you'll think you're not able you'll think you don't have the ability you'll think all kinds of things try to talk your way out of it but when the fire of God touches your life you will stand up and declare I don't know how I'm going to do it I'm bashful I'm introvert I don't like talking to 
people. But when the fire of God comes and touches your life, you will stand up and declare, I will do it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm, I'm going. Glory to God. Fire of God. A live cold touched me. Glory to God. Then Jeremiah, Jeremiah chapter 20, I think it is. Jeremiah, he had a rough ministry. Didn't nobody like him. Amen. You know, everybody likes to be liked and loved and bragged on. Jeremiah, they, didn't nobody like him. Hallelujah. God did send a black man and drug him out of the well, drug him out of that hole he was in. Hallelujah. But Jeremiah, he, he got despondent one day. And he said, God, I, I, I'm just not going to preach about you no more. I'm just not going to talk about it no more. The more I talk about you, the worse it gets. The more trouble I get into. Now, I mean, they, they was giving me tea. Now they just give me plain water. Lord, hallelujah. It was giving me some crackers. Now they don't even give me crumbs. Lord, the more I preach, the worse it gets. Lord, I'm, I'm just not going to, I just can't keep on doing this. But wait a minute. What's that I feel? Oh, Lord, please forgive me. I can't quit talking about you. Because your word is like a fire shut up in my bones <laughs> when I don't feel good <laughs> when the psalmist said when I looked around and don't mom and daddy forsake me I don't know what to do I believe I'll just encourage myself in the Lord and I'll say self <laughs> when I was growing up they used to tell me about an old man you gotta watch him he talks to himself well sometimes I've been known to say self you need to stand up self you're anointed of God self you're a child of God self you're blood bought self you've been washed in the blood of the lamb you've been holy ghost filled you've been baptized you've been sanctified self quit feeling sorry for yourself stand up in the name of the Lord get that fire burning in your soul again Woo! glory to God hallelujah here I am send me See, some people don't want fire because Malachi called him a refiner's fire. And refining fire means it gets out all the junk. A friend of mine worked in a copper pit in Arizona, Globe, Arizona, and went up there one time and he took us out to the pit and out to the mine and in that big old building and we went in that building and Man, it was so hot in there, you couldn't hardly breathe. And there was a big old vat there, and it was probably about 30 feet across that thing. And it was full. I don't know full of what, but it wasn't nothing but fire in that pot. Just He said that fire's about 3,000 3, degrees, <laughs> but it's getting all the junk out. <laughs> it's, it's, though I be tried like fire, I shall come forth as pure gold. 
You see, fire, it purifies. It brings a good, oh, hallelujah. It gets rid of all the dross and all the bad stuff. Oh, hallelujah. That, that's why some people are scared of it because they know it'll burn up some stuff in them. They can hide it from me and you. Oh, hallelujah. But down in that heart when that fire gets burning, that malice and that envy and that hatred and that jealousy, oh, that confusion and that backbiting, that fire will get down in there. It'll burn all that stuff out. It'll get rid of all that stuff down in there. That's what fire does. Moses, Elijah, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Malachi, and all them patriarchs of old talked about the God of fire. And then here come that woolly booger guy, John the Baptist. I like him. Hallelujah. I, I like him. I, 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 I'm like, like John the Baptist. He, you, you know, from, from his heritage and his lineage, he should have been in the temple learning the trade after his father of the priesthood order, Zechariah. Oh, hallelujah. But you know where he started at? Out on the riverbank. Started out on the riverbank. And he said, they said, who are you? He said, I'm the voice crying in the wilderness. Eating locusts and wild honey. Hallelujah. Oh, wearing camel's hair. One day I was at the mall. I don't hardly ever buy myself anything, but a few years ago I was at the mall and I walked in this men's store and there was there was a there was a prettiest camel coat I'd ever seen. I put that thing on, hallelujah. I felt the John the Baptist spirit come all over me. Amen, I bought that camel coat. I used to wear it every winter, all the time. Amen, to wore it out. Wear that camel, man, I could preach, I, I could preach a house of fire with that camel coat on, hallelujah. Amen to God. And preaching, but don't look at me. He said, I baptize you with water, but here's one coming after me who's mightier than I. And he'll baptize you with the I ain't even worthy to mess with his shoes, even tie his shoes. I ain't worthy to even do that. Hallelujah. I must decrease. There ain't many folks want to say that nowadays. I, I must decrease that he might increase. And, and, and then one day he looked up and here he come. The lowly Nazarene stepped in that water and John, John said behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world oh Lord John Jesus said I, I need you to baptize me John said I need, I need you to baptize me he said oh I gotta fulfill all things down he went come up a spirit descended on like a dove out in the wilderness he went for 40 days come back went into the synagogue on the Sabbath Luke chapter 4 picked up the scroll and turned to Isaiah 61 and 1 and declared the spirit of the Lord God he is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel uh, and he went on to say a lot of other things and then I like this uh, today uh, this scripture is fulfilled in your ears uh, from this point forward uh, you're going to see some stuff happening uh, y'all ain't seen it in your generation uh, you ain't seen it in your grandpa's generation uh, from way way back uh, but behold today uh, is a brand new day uh, and some great and mighty things are about to happen. Hallelujah. Woo! Glory to God. Jesus preached a little while and in Luke chapter 12 and verse 49, Jesus said these words. 
I have come to send a fire or bring a fire upon this earth. And what if it's already kindled? I, I didn't come just to, just to be coming. Hallelujah. I didn't come just to have a bad weekend one day, get beat up real bad. I didn't come just for that, but I come to bring a fire. Come to bring a fire. I come to bring what your forefathers had, what the patriarchs of old have had. I come to let you know that I'm no respecter of person. I come to let you know that he that was, is, and is to come. Hallelujah to God. I don't know a lot about theology and hermeneutics, homiletics and hermeneutics. I, don't, I can't even say them words. But kindle, that word got in my spirit. I know a little bit about kindle. I, my, my grandparents raised me until I was 13 and we lived way out in the woods and we had an old two-bedroom house and we had central heat and air. When the wind blowed, we had air. <laughs> Hallelujah. I mean, the curtains would blow like that. We had, a, we had a little wood heater in the middle of the living room. And uh, my job is, we got allowance when I was growing up. My grandparents gave us allowance. It was called supper. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. If you don't like it, go to bed hungry. <laughs> That's all you're getting. <laughs> y'all, I see y'all was raised by the same grandparents. <laughs> Hallelujah to God. So one of my jobs besides feeding the dogs, feeding the chickens, feeding the turkeys, feeding the guineas, feeding the pigeons, feeding, 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 was gathering up the eggs. And we gathered up the eggs. But then I had another job. My grandpa, he, he learned me how to cut wood on the end of a cross-cut saw. He done most of the cutting and I done most of the dragging. And, but then one of my jobs was to get kindling. And in the house we had a box of wood and then we had a little box. that had That's where we put the kindling. That's where we put the little bitty sticks. Because that's, 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 that's what we used to start a fire with. With Sears and Roebuck and S&H Green Stamp books, that's what we started fires with. Hallelujah to God. And, and kindling is so, every morning they put that, put, that, put that Sears and Roebuck up in there and get some kindling and put in there and, and, and light a match to it. And then the kindling catches on fire and then you put some wood in there on it. Next, you know, you're all up there on top of it. You're like. And then after a while. And then, then you're like. Backing off up from it now. Hallelujah to God. I'm, I, I was country when country wasn't cool, but there has to be a Holy Ghost because I can't think of stuff like this, but the Holy he, Jesus said, I, I'm coming to build a fire and I've already got some kindling. And so here's, here's my spiritual application. Jesus all by himself. Uh, he's the big backlog we're going to put in there tonight and keep the wood going. Uh, but I need some kindling. So he, got, he journeyed around Israel and went up by the uh, 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 Sea of Capernaum and uh, he found a couple of fishermen boys named 
James and John and Peter and Andrew. I call him Kindling. Uh, he went down to the tax office and got him a little piece of Kindling called Levi. Uh, he gathered up a few more other pieces. Uh, in his gathering up, he gathered up some wet wood named Judas. Uh, but he don't let a little wet wood bother him. Uh, hallelujah to God. Uh, he, it'll take care of itself. Can I hear an amen? Uh, what I'm getting to, uh, I'm going to build a fire. I'm going to build a fire. Uh, I'm going to build a fire. Hallelujah. In this generation. And, and, oh, glory to God. My grandpa, my grandpa, my, my grandpa, I remember lots of times my grand, getting up and I'd go in there and I'd see my grandpa and, and that fire would burn all night and, and the next morning he opened up that wood heater and it wouldn't be nothing there but a pile of ashes. And over here we had a little metal shovel and it had a poker, stir a poker. And before he'd get the shovel and get all the ashes out, he'd get the poker and he'd poke around in there a little bit stirred around a little bit and if there was a flicker if there was a flicker in there then I'd see my grandpa go my God I feel the Holy Ghost brother Rick he'd start blowing on it then he'd get that s &H green stamp put it on there Hallelujah. and then that put some more kindling on there and that thing would get going again amen when you thought the fire was all gone when you thought the fire was all done when the devil convinced you there'll be no more fire there'll be no more revival there'll be no more outpouring God said there's still some flicker in it God said all you gotta do is stir it up Paul said to one of his young protégés a young preacher named Timothy Paul said to him son uh, when he got discouraged pastor and when he felt like how am I going to handle these folks what am I going to do with them uh, Paul said son remember this uh, it was in your mama it was in your grandma uh, and it's in you too son uh, and don't you ever forget it uh, sometime you just need to get that poker uh, and you just need to stir it up uh, you need to go down to that altar uh, and get that fire burning uh, he'll make his ministers uh, a flame of fire uh, it will turn the world uh, upside down uh, if we ever need it, we need it now like never before. Hallelujah. Woo, glory to God. My God. Hallelujah. This generation gets tired of hearing about Azusa Street. I hated history in school, but the older you get, the more you like it. But this generation, they don't want to hear about it. I read a book by one of the Wesley brothers. I, I can't ever remember if it was John or Charles, one of them Methodist boys. But one of them said, people ask me, why do so many people come hear you? This was before we had Facebook. It was before we had cell phones. We didn't even have telegraph. Tell a woman. <laughs> Don't be offended. That's what Jesus did at the well. Told a woman and brought revival to Samaria. One of them Wesley fellows said, they said, why, why do so many people come hear you preach? And this was his reply. I set myself on fire. And people come watch me burn. When I read that, it's been a long time ago because I hate reading books, but 
I, I read that biography or whichever one it was. And, but, Brother Rick, I just got in my spirit. I set myself on fire. Because I read a scripture in, in, in old Levitical law. And, and when God gave Moses the word and the law on the Mount Sinai, and Moses was in the presence of God for 40 days and all them statutes and laws and ordinances. And I know we don't live by that, but there's a little, Leviticus chapter six, there's one verse of scripture I can't get ever out of my spirit. It says, let the fire ever be burning on the altar and may it never go out. And may it never go out. Hallelujah, that lets me know, may it never go out. May this generation understand when we got saved, hallelujah to God, and God put a fire in our spirit and a zeal for God. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Put a zeal for God in us. We, 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 me and my wife, we don't talk about it a whole lot, but we've been to hell and back through storms and battles and trials. And I pastored a church. We had a bunch of rednecks in our church. And we, we, I, I put seven men in my church in prison. Most churches try to get people out of prison. My church, we put them in prison. That's the kind of folks we pastored. We had all kinds of problems. We had child molesters. We had we had people that robbed folks. People beat up people. Had a man that murdered some folks in our church. Not murdered people. He was in our church and killed another man. I've had all kinds of stuff. What keeps me motivated? What keeps me stirred? What keeps me going is when, when I feel like there ain't nothing left but ashes. I go down there at that altar and I say, God, poke around on me and make sure there's some more fire. They may not be much and I don't feel like much right now. Matter of fact, I don't even feel like a good piece of kindling. But if you will poke around on me, I'm sure there's a little flicker in there somewhere. And if you will stir it around, hallelujah, and if you will breathe upon it, a little wind upon it, and blow upon it, I need to come back alive again. Don't ever let the fire go out on the altar. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. My Jesus. At three o'clock this morning, the Holy Ghost talked to me. I've preached this message. It's been a long, long time, but several times over the years. And God was talking to me about it. And he began to speak something else to me. And I have never felt this in my spirit till three o'clock this morning. Never, Brother Rick. The Holy Ghost said to me, my fire is a contained, controlled fire. Listen to me very carefully. When Moses encountered a burning bush, it wasn't a whole burning forest. It was one bush. Contained and controlled. Whew, God. When... When, when Isaiah, well, let's, let's go back to that pillar. One pillar that covered the camp of Israel. Not a whole bunch everywhere. One pillar. When Isaiah, the angel didn't go to the altar and get a shovel full of bricks and touch him and bury him in it. Took one coal and touched his lips. One. 
That refining pot I talked about a minute ago. If it's not contained in that pot, it will do devastation damage. That big pot gets tilted over, hole gets in it, it will destroy that whole refinery. Woo! Where are you going, Brother Leon? Hang with me. Hallelujah. When he baptized on the day of Pentecost, cloven tongues of fire set upon each one of them. Not just one big giant ball to cover the whole ordeal, but each individual. If it's not contained, he started talking to me about this. We've always had gas to cook with. My wife don't like electric stove, so we cook with gas. If we lived in the country, we had we had propane. If we live in the city now, we, we got, I done moved up to the city now, I got natural gas. Hallelujah. She always liked to cook with gas. And that gas puts meals on our table. That gas feeds a lot of other people comes over to our house. But if that gas gets out of order, if it gets a leak somewhere in the line, if it blows up, if it ain't contained in that stove and it gets out of order, oh God, it will blow up the whole house. It'll bring nothing but damage. It'll bring destruction. It'll destroy property and destroy lives. If, if, if this, oh hallelujah. I've been in Pentecost about my whole life except a few years in high school. And I've seen more crazy people in the Pentecostal church and oh Lord help us fruitcakes we call them, nuts and fruits. <laughs> hallelujah. And most of them's like, I'm led by the spirit. They don't even know where to go to church. They in a different church every day. Hey, they, they gotta pray about whether they go to the bathroom or not. They gotta pray about whether they go to the Dairy Queen or McDonald's. They got their head so high up in the air. They don't even know what I'm talking about. You got to understand, God ain't just a random God. He ain't just a God throwing stuff out there. They ain't just pillars of fire falling everywhere. Amen, a fire contained, it can bring help and hope in your life. But one that gets out of order will destroy thousands of homes. A good friend of mine pastored in Paradise, California years ago and he called me a few months ago last year when the whole city burnt down. Every business and every home burnt the whole city down. Left the whole city destroyed because a fire got out of order. And that's what's happened lots of times in our church because people don't want to have order but let everything be done decent and in order and let God fill people with the Holy Ghost and let the Holy Ghost still be real and let the fire of God still touch people. What's the fire gonna do? Cause me to walk right, cause me to talk right, give me a mind, a sound mind, a mind to honor God, a mind to worship God, a mind to read his word, a mind to walk in his word, the fire of God, a zeal for the house of God and the kingdom of God, hallelujah. I don't need no crazy fire. I 
want to get burned out of control. I don't want people walking away from me and saying, he's a nut. He contained this and it will bless people's lives. A space heater. More homes burn down in the wintertime over space heaters because they're not contained. The electric plug. Too much. Can't handle it all. Shorts out. Burns the whole house down. People die every winter from it. Because they're trying to run something they ain't supposed to run. Hope that don't go over your head. Hallelujah. We had an old wood house. If you'd have struck a match to that house, we'd have burnt down in five minutes. But my grandpa kept that fire contained in that wood heater. Turn the damper down. Cut it off. Open up a window. It's hot in here. But it's contained. It's contained. In a church. And I ain't never preached on this. 45 years I've been preaching. I've never preached this. Three o'clock this morning. Just nail me. You got to contain the fire. You got to have the fire. But you got to contain the fire. You got to control it. Hallelujah to God. And something weird happened to me today. Some friends of mine's having a meeting in Cape Girardeau. And I told Pastor, I said, I ain't seen him in a long time, so I'm going to go down there in the morning. So we got up early this morning, went down to Cape to this meeting. The women was in one room, the men was in another. I only know one guy there. I was acquainted with the pastor of the church. I just met him one time, but I don't know him. So us guys were in back there, and they had a speaker. And the guy spoke. And uh, then the pastor said, let's a little worship music. So we all, six of us, that big crowd of us, we gathered up around the podium up there and we was just praying. We was just worshiping. The music was gone. We was just all praying. And the pastor started prophesying. He spoke some words over a couple of guys and then he looked at me. I don't, I don't know him. He didn't even know I was going to be there. I only met him one time about four years ago. He said, Brother Leon, God told me to tell you this. There's a fire burning in you. He said that fire's burning and you take that fire and you, you minister in that fire. He said, God told me to tell you he's going to use you to place that fire in some other people's lives. Man, I started crying. I was like, at three o'clock this morning, I had all this fire junk waking me up. Just going in my spirit. And here I am at 10 o'clock, a guy that I don't even know telling me all this stuff about this fire. God. He told Cornelius to send some men over to Simon the Tanner's house and meet one there named Simon. He'll be on the rooftop. God knows right where you are. He knows all about you. Here and there. Hallelujah. Then he said to me, not only just other people, but specifically to pour, to pour that fire 
in some other young ministries. And he didn't know. Today, Saturday, Thursday, I had lunch with a young pastor struggling and going through some stuff. And for two hours, that's what I did. Trying to, because here's what Jesus said. Freely I give it to you. Freely give it away. Hallelujah. Most preachers use that to take up an offering, but that ain't what he really meant. <laughs> Hallelujah. Then, then, then we got another young man that's just starting a church, and he, he, he don't know a thing about what he's doing. So we've been pouring into him every day. Hallelujah. Then my wife, out of the blue, said, you need to call this young man. So today I called him. All these guys are about 40 years old. Hallelujah. Church, he said, I will make my ministers a flame of fire. That's you and me. And it ain't for us just to hoard it up for ourselves. But Grandpa built a fire in the heater for the whole family. Hallelujah. He put a pillar in the heavens for the whole camp. For the whole camp, hallelujah. And he gave it on Pentecost to 120 there approximately, individually, to impart to others wherever they went. Glory to God. Would you stand? Hallelujah. Sis, can y'all sing that song you sung right before the offering, that one with that little catchy tune? Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good and all that kind of stuff. Some of that stuff just, you know, it just... Hallelujah, just gets in your spirit. If you ain't careful, it'll get in your feet. Hallelujah. Happy feet. Glory to God. Happy feet. Hallelujah. I wonder tonight, is this word, is, is anybody here, Lord? Lord, I, I need you to stir around and breathe upon this little flicker that's in here. Lord, I haven't get this fire burning. Touch my lips with a live coal of fire. Lord, touch my very being with a live coal of fire. Touch me, O oh Lord, if there's anything in me, if there's anything in me that's not good and ought not be there. O oh Lord of oh heaven, try my reins. Try, search me, O oh God, and see if there's any wicked thing in me. Lord of oh heaven, burn out all this stuff. I believe you tonight. Would you come and stand with me? I, I, I maybe just might lay hands on you. Just believe God for the fire of God to come. The fire of God to come and uh, just burn in our spirit, oh Lord. To ignite us, to cause us uh, to, be a, to be a ball of fire. That, uh, that'll come and minister, Lord of heaven. That'll touch us, touch our community. Touch our, touch our area, touch our city. Touch our county, oh God. Lord, you can use us to touch. You can use us, oh Lord. You can use us tonight. God, we believe you tonight in the name of Jesus. 